We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Today, embracing the new normal, and it's really my personal reflections on a talk that Hugh Osgood gave two weeks ago. So um, if you were there, then hopefully it will all make sense. If you weren't, I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to give you enough information for you to really um, get hold of what we think God is saying through this. So I found it a really powerful and thought-provoking talk. And I just really want to share how I've been processing it to really kind of personalize it. So what you're going to hear is kind of my own personal reflections, but I hope it's going to be helpful for all of us as we think about what God's saying. So Hugh was talking about what our response to the pandemic should be and really encouraging us that as a church, we're here to make a difference. So that's something that we know. um, We don't have any doubt about that. We really want to make a difference to the world around us. And we know that the Bible talks about us being salt and light and about being a city hill. So that was his starting point. Um, And the first thing that he said in this was that the new normal, and we hear that as a term that we're hearing a lot in the media at the moment, that the new normal is gonna look like the old normal unless we really work to make it different. So, I, I straight away thought, well, what is the old normal? What What's my old normal? And actually, what was wrong with my old normal? Why wouldn't I just go back to that? And so I did a bit of a brainstorm in my head about what my kind of pre-lockdown, pre-COVID life was like. Um, and I came up with a few words and phrases, things like conscientious, getting the job done, maybe a bit predictable, reliable, but maybe a bit comfortable, a little bit settled, and actually maybe a bit boring. And I thought, oh, that's not good. If those are the words that come into my head, you know, there's maybe something I need to do about that. So then I thought, okay, well, so what might the new normal be like then? And I just came up with a whole lot of different kind of words when I started to brainstorm in my head. So words like radical, agile, bold, radiating joy and love and peace, active, not passive, energetic. And there's quite a contrast between those two sets of brainstorming words and so I just felt like God was saying actually Sally there's a little bit of adjustment that I want to do in you and so I've been saying to God okay Lord I don't want to go back if that was my old normal I don't want to go back to that I want to be all that you're calling me to be so um so help me I think that's that's always our starting point isn't it so we're saying to God we want you want us to be like and we want you to come and adjust it's a little bit of a dangerous prayer because he takes us at our word but I think it's a prayer that he loves so that that was the first thing my first kind of musing on on Hugh's word he then went on to talk about God bringing us into a time of acceleration 
and he said this is going to demand more effort and I have to admit at that point on the one hand I felt quite excited and on the other hand I had this kind of slight sinking feeling because more effort can sound like you know pulling yourself up by your bootstraps i've got to try harder i've got to do more it's not good enough but then i began to think about what god has been speaking to us as a community about for a lot of months now and he's been talking to us about intimacy intimacy with him about we've had a picture of um riding pillion like the, with the holy spirit so we're not on our own but we're side by side with him and if we have that place of intimacy with him then we'll hear those those kind of small whispers into our ears and we'll be able to respond to what he's saying and i think in if he's calling us to acceleration but he's not talking he's not calling um, us into a place of self-effort it's it's got to be about um, being alongside him, being motivated by him, being empowered by him. Um, and also, I think our motivation. So there's, there's a suffering world out there. I think we hear about that a lot. People are really bewildered by what's been happening. And they really need to hear the message of hope that we can that we're carrying so we can't afford to coast or go at half speed we have to we have to be running fast alongside god um, because it's an urgent message that we have that people really need to hear and jamie's already talked about some of that some of the opportunities that we have to invite people in to come and hear about the difference that god will make can make um so one of the things that I have been quite touched by recently is a story that Jane Shatui told me. So at the beginning of lockdown, she started baking bread as a way to reach out to her neighbours. So she was thinking, I it was a really prompt from God. She was thinking, OK, I really want to let them know that I'm concerned. I want to let them know that I'm here. What can I do? I'll bake bread. She'd never baked bread before and she said some of it just went in the bin. It wasn't really very good, um, but she persevered and she started to give bread to her neighbours. And then she said at that time she had a bit of a, a thought in her head. What am I doing? No one really wants my bread. Why? Why am I doing this? I might as well just give up. Anyway, she carried on. She took a loaf of bread to one of her neighbours who said to her, oh bread oh that's lovely and it's still warm and how did you know i was down to my last slice today and she said at that point she just felt god say to her look when i give you an idea just get on with it don't delay just get on with it and do it because this is my thought and i think that's the kind of thing that we're thinking about when we think of acceleration so we want to be hearing what he's saying from place of intimacy and responding to that without delay and I know for me my tendency can be I have lots of good ideas but I've realized I don't always bring those ideas through to fruition it'll be something that goes into my head and then out again or I think about it for a long time and don't necessarily do it 
But I think one of the challenges for me is that if God says something, I want to do it. So I want to be like Jane and do the thing that God gives me to do. So I think it's about just not dragging our feet and realizing that there are people waiting to hear that message that we have to bring. We have a window of opportunity and we, we really don't want to miss that, that window. Another thing that Jane did was um, a text to treat idea. So some of you will have been involved in that, I think it's um, a couple of weeks ago. And she encouraged us to contact her with the name of somebody that we might just want to show some kindness to. She and her team baked some cakes and then they delivered them. And she was particularly saying, ask God to show you somebody that you don't normally spend much time with, to put somebody on your heart that you just want to do something nice for. And so lots of people did that. And the feedback that she got was really incredible. So one person said to her, um, it wasn't just the cake, which was delicious, but it was that thought that somebody had thought of me and I'm not invisible. So a real, it had a real impact on, on people. Um, somebody else said um, they'd heard about a friend who'd received a cake and they said, you don't know, but the day that that cake arrived was the anniversary of something really bad that had happened. So it was just like at that point, God was saying to that person, I haven't forgotten you. Here's something just to, just a little boost. And Jane was saying, you know, if that person hadn't done that at that particular time, if they delayed, they would have missed that window of opportunity. So I think it's just an encouragement for us in this time of acceleration. What does God want to accelerate in me? What does it mean for me? And what does it mean for us as a church? The third thing um, that he that struck me was he talked about sacrifice. So again, not really a very popular idea. You know, we might think, oh my goodness, I don't really want to be making sacrifices. I don't want to be giving up my own um, comfort, I suppose. But actually, we're we're coming to a time where there isn't really a place for just going with our own preferences. Um, you know, it's, it's the call on us is more urgent than that. And I've been really thrilled by what's been happening over these last few months. So for those of you who don't know, I work for um, our community hub, um, which is a place that aims to really build community in the local area. And obviously we've had to close down over this time. We haven't been able to gather together, just like we haven't been able to gather together as a church but we haven't stopped doing the things that God has given us to do. And one of the things that we've been doing has been working with the local council and we've been delivering food parcels. We've been collecting medicines for people. We've been visiting people, just doorstep visits, asking how people are, been writing letters. There's been all sorts of things that we've been doing. By the way that our extended team of volunteers have been willing to put themselves out. So I would put a message on a WhatsApp group saying, somebody needs a food parcel collecting today. 
and within usually within five minutes or less i've had a message back saying that's fine i'll do that and just that willingness that people have shown to put themselves out to go and do something that makes a difference for somebody else and again you know we we were delivering meals to people and uh, one of the responses was it's not just the meal that's really nice it means that i don't have to think about cooking a meal making a meal for myself and my family but more importantly it's the fact that you have thought about me that i'm remembered and i think those things really speak to people they speak to people of god's love and that's really the kind of thing that we want to be want to be doing wanting to be helping people feel um, valued and noticed and that costs us but really when we compare the cost for us with the impact on somebody else's life it really isn't very much and when we compare the cost to us with what it cost Jesus who sacrificed everything for us then really our part is, is a very small part but it's also a very important part I think part of the sacrifice is also recognizing that we're in a battle and that there are things that we will need to deal with. Often the battle is in our own heads, certainly for me. I'm often, um, for me, I will often have to deal with anxiety or fear, particularly regarding my own family. So if things are not right there, then suddenly that can become my focus. And it's not that still wants me to be listening to him and helping me uh, help. He wants me to be to be reaching out to others. And it's not that all of that stops just because there might be something going on in my family. But it's about coming to that point of Lord. There is this, but I want to trust you with this. And I don't want to be kind of paralyzed by my own fear and my own anxiety. So part of my sacrifice is saying, God, I'm going to hand that over to you and ask you to deal with that. And I want to be in that place where I can hear your voice and respond to your voice and not get paralyzed by the things that are going on in my mind. Um, Hugh talked about Nehemiah, um, who is a character in the Old Testament who was called to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem in order to protect the people that lived there. And he uses this as an illustration of what we are called to do in this time. And the thing that he talked about first was the need to build the sheep gate, which is the gate that the sheep would be um, brought into the city through. And that is, in that, as we think about it, that's the gate through which people will come and be part of the city that God has called us to be as the church. So it's really talking about harvest and what an opportunity we have particularly this month with all the different um, things that we've got going on that people can come and hear more about the message of jesus so you've heard from jamie alpha there's the post lockdown um, group that fatima is going to be running there's the chosen um, group and lots of other opportunities and we want to make sure we use those opportunities to invite people. So 
as Jamie said, who's on your heart? Who might you want to invite? Let's not miss that opportunity. And for those of you that are here this morning, who, you know, maybe you have never experienced Jesus for yourself, then do consider coming along to one of these things because they're really good opportunities to find out what it is that we all believe here. What, it, what is it that's making a difference to our lives? Who is Jesus? How can you get to know him? So do, do feel free to come along to one of those, those things. Um, Hugh also talked about how when Nehemiah was rebuilding the walls, it wasn't him personally doing it. He was mobilizing a whole community of people. And as a church, we need to be mobilized. And I think one of the things that is coming out of this crisis is the creativity, the ideas that we are seeing that we just really weren't seen before. So again, you know, I've already mentioned Jane and her, her bread baking. And then there's all sorts of things that have been going on in church, different people doing different things, making things, finding different ways to meet up with people. And I think we could be asking God for those creative ways. And for each of us, it'll be different. So the way that I go about things will be very different from the way that another family goes about things. And I think the important thing for us to recognize is that we are all responsible for building the wall. So I will build a different bit of the wall than Michael and Charlotte Tizard, for example. My bit of the wall will look different from theirs, but it will fit together because we're all building the same wall. We're all on that same journey together. So I would really want to encourage you to be asking, what is it your bit of the wall to do? Have you got something particularly that's stirring about children or young people? Or maybe it's something to do with writing, or maybe it's different ways of um, developing hospitality. I just think this is a time to really explore those ideas. And it doesn't matter if like Jane's bread, some of it went in the bin because she kept going. And when she, kind, when she got to the place where she could actually deliver the loaves to people, it made a difference. So I think, have a think, ask God, what is your bit of the wall and how does he want you to build? Because it's important that we, we are building together in this. And then the final part of Hugh's talk was about success. And he said, what will success look like in the new normal? Well, we think it will look like harvest. We think it will look like people meeting with Jesus and having their lives transformed. But I also think it's gonna look like each of us being transformed. So remember that thing about intimacy that I mentioned earlier. You know, God calls us to a place of intimacy with him. And obviously that will make a difference to our lives. But his aim is that as we become, have that place of intimacy with him, it brings transformation. And we see transformation come in the lives of other people. So I think success is also to do with our own lives being transformed about us becoming more like Jesus. It's less to do with external things like making lots of money and having excellent jobs. That might be the world's view of success. 
but I think he looks at us, he looks at the heart. And if my heart becomes more like his, then that I think is success. He also talked about how, although we are kind of traveling and pioneering and, um, you know, there's this great acceleration, that also we are being called to build a safe and settled base. Now, settled is not a word that as a church we use often. We don't like to settle. But I think in this context, there's something about um, making sure that we build carefully and safely and just like the sheep came into the city through the sheep gate and they're there and they're safe and the people come into the city through various gates and they're safe that's what god is asking us to do to build a community that is safe and has good foundations and that people can come in and find that place of belonging find that place of safety find that place of settlement so I don't think it's about us settling for second best, but it is about building that safe place. And so my challenge would be for myself first, but also for all of us, is there anything? And again, I think it's going to, going to be to do with particularly what's going on in our minds and our attitudes. Is there anything that would threaten that safety? So is there an attitude in me that does not reflect the heart of Jesus towards his flock? Is there any hint of disunity? Is there any thought in my head that thinks of others in a negative way or would be wanting to raise myself up? Um, I think all we can do with things like that is ask God and say, show me, because we just, we don't want anything to get into the way, get in the way of what he's building. These are really important. I think we just want to say, Lord, come and search me and help me to become more like you. Because Nehemiah said, you know, he's about a great work. He was doing a great work and he, he couldn't come down to mess around on the edges, trying to kind of sort out little squabbles and things. He needed to get on with what God's doing. Uh, wanting him to do and I think that's what that's what God is saying to us so I've put some questions um, that are in the bulletin which if you wanted to explore this more personally or with others I think they would they make a good starting point but I think let's just not forget that in any talk when people come and talk to us it's always about how how do I process it how does it affect me what am I going to do to become more like what God wants me to be? Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk, or Twitter at lifelineuk.